0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. I start when I prepare with a blank sheet of paper and I just say, Father, okay, what do you want to say? Normally it's two or three points for the leadership, and that tells me where I have to lean into to preach. And I saw four things, not in any way necessarily connected at all, but just before I preach, I'll just share those with the leadership. Um, Number one, I saw a decision as to whether or not to remove something of past value. Remove it or simply unravel it, renovate it and reassemble it. And that was the right decision. Okay, number two, I saw a one-year plan, a three-year plan, and a five-year plan. And it was like uh, three stages of a rocket going into some sort of galactic destination, but the three stages were necessary. Uh, And each stage was thrusting off the momentum that had been gathered by the previous And the reason why I'm sharing that is because when that moment comes, there may be the odd voice saying, well, let's just do it in one hit. Uh, And the Lord wants to remind you this morning that it'll take three stages. Okay, the third thing I saw was a new freshness and vitality in the midst of the congregation that led to some daring new initiatives being taken. But what was most interesting to me was that the ground that these seeds of destiny and divine purpose were being sown, the ground itself had been very well cultivated, very well developed uh, and nurtured and watered and prepared. And I felt the Lord just say to me uh, that uh, as, the, as the level of prayer uh, gets... Uh, comes in a church, so too is is its availability for seeds of divine purpose. And so, and so as I, I wrote down the word intentionality, there was an intentionality in prayer that prepared the womb of your spirit to receive those divine intent thoughts. And so I encourage you individually as well, keep your heart in a place of preparation and availability for God, to speak. And the fourth thing that I saw was, and that's what I want to minister on, I saw the words, a new era. A new era. And so I, knew, I really felt gripped that the next 12 months for you is not the beginning of a new season. It's not a new chapter in the book. It's much more fundamental than that. Is a new era or the birthing, the birthing of a new era. And so I want to lean into that this morning. And so that you understand what I'm saying, the the dictionary speaks of a new era and says it like this. A period of time marked by distinctive character or events. That's one explanation. Another one said a date or an event forming the beginning of any distinctive period. Now, I'll give you a couple of illustrations. Uh, When they discovered the first, put together the first printing press, uh, um, that was a cool thing to do, but it it wasn't just another season. It changed everything that came after. The whole, none, the world is not the same again after that event. Why? Because it began a new era. Uh, When they established the city of Rome, it wasn't just another city. It was a culture that changed the known world in its day. It was the beginning of a new era. If I was to mention the word 9-11, everybody in this room would know what I meant. Uh, And it was a new era of terrorism awareness happened with that event. And so it changed history. It changed the world. Everything shifted after that. The discovery of penicillin or, or the first motor car. They were not just events They changed everything that came after them. And I want you to know that God in the next 12 months is birthing the seeds of a new era, not only in Inspire Church, but in each one of you as individuals, your marriage, your family, your vocation. We need to lift up our expectations of what God intends to do. Can you say amen? I thought of, okay, what is it necessary then on our part? If, if Father's intention is to birth a new era, what is necessary on our part? Number one, a willingness and a desire for change. A willingness and a desire for change. What old things do we need to discard? And what new things do we need to embrace? It's t- if it's time to go to a new level, that's going to be determined for you and for all of us In the degree of your availability and your hunger. If you haven't got hunger for change, you will not be given change. If you do not have availability, then God will never give you the commission. God knows that for him to give you the new commission, there must be an unqualified availability for that commission. And two years ago in my own life, I went through a time, and and Lord asked me for the rest of my life as a blank sheet of paper, and I cancelled everything, cancelled everything I was doing, put it all aside, and I finally came to a place where I said, Father, if I never preach again, I never prophesy again. I don't. Well, if I, if the world as I know it doesn't exist anymore, that's cool by me. All I want to do from this moment on. My Father is to do whatever is in your heart for me to do. And when you come to a place of unconditional availability, and unconditional surrender, you are positioning yourself for the seeds of divine intent to come into your heart. And today, by God's grace, we're touching the world in a way that I never dreamed possible two years ago. Uh, in the most staggering way, in fact, I I wake up in the morning, so I say, Father, how do I get to do some of these things? And I'm telling you now, Father is not a respecter of people. He doesn't have special favorites. Every single person in this auditorium this morning is significant to him. And he he wants to take you out of the limitations of, of, of yesterday. And and, and give you a potential in your tomorrow that will be miraculously empowered to fulfill his will and purpose. Friends, we're born, I'm saying things I didn't say in the first service, but we we are actually created born to, to be a supernatural people. Living a supernatural life, representing a supernatural Christ. And for me, for one, I don't mind if I stumble the odd time or two and Father has to say, well, you overreached yourself that time. I would much rather have that. I'd much rather, I disciple a lot of guys in the ministry and I'd much rather have to bridle a Brumby than than warm up a corpse. You know, I, I, I think Father's like that. Look at how he thought about Peter. Peter was always willing to have a go. And some of them in the heart of God loved that. So a willingness, a passion, a desire, a hunger for change. Number two, a willingness to let go of unresolved issues. Friends, if you don't let them go, they'll anchor you to the mo- yesterday. To yesterday. There's some things in life you will simply never get understanding on. You just simply will never get understanding on. And there are other things that you'll never get justice on, or at least what you're expecting is justice. It's just not going to happen. I'm 71 in a couple of weeks, and I've lived long enough to know that there are things that happen. And you never get an explanation. You never get the answer, why, why, why. It just you just got to cut them loose. It's yesterday. Don't let it anchor you there. You can learn from it, but move on. Number three, a desire for a new wineskin, a new wineskin with increased capacity. Friends, you can't put 10 liters of wine in a wineskin designed for five. And so if we are going out of birth a new era, and it's going to go to a new level, let me say this clearly. Father will fill the capacity you offer him. It's, it's, it's amazing to me sometimes how people will... will Pray for miracles, believe in miracles, talk to each other about miracles, read books on miracles, and, and, and even pray fervently for miracles, and then do everything they can in their power to make sure no miracle is ever necessary. It's amazing. Friends, if you ask for a miracle, what are you asking for? You're asking for a situation which demands a miracle. You are inviting an impossibility into your life. But I would rather live that way. I've got a book back there I might tell you about later called You Did What? And for 51 years I have proven the faithfulness of my God. As a 19-year-old in in Fiji, I remember... um, Doing the most hair-raising things. I didn't know anything. I'd just freshly been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, and I hadn't a clue what I was doing. But, but Father, I think was just sitting up there in heaven saying, "He's at it again. Come on, we've got to back him up," you know. And and, and I think I think there's a lot of angels in hospital just keeping me alive. Um, but it but it was a wonderful way to live. Why should we lose that with age? I say we don't have to. I'm saying we don't have to. And I haven't a clue where I am on my notes. Glory. I'll cover number four. That's an anticipation of the miraculous. I've already told you that. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. This is essential if you are going to see the birthing of a new era. Do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old behold I'll do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall you not know it I'll make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert friends take a look at the key words new and now it's a new thing so that means it's not a reproduction of the old it's a new thing and when is it well it's now it's now Friends, we, moments of destiny, moments of breakthrough, very seldom ever come at convenient times. You know, the, the God loves to gate crash our schedules. We, we set everything perfectly in order, and then he waits for, you know, we get all our ducks in a row. Can I tell you something? If you are waiting for all your ducks to get in a row, chances are someone's going to shoot one of your ducks. Procrastination has always been the birthplace of disobedience. When God says, do it, and gives you a green light, it doesn't have to be reasonable. It doesn't have to be logical. He's God. I've served him passionately for 51 years. Let me tell you something he's not reasonable. He's not logical. He asked me to do the most insane things on the planet. But that's where the wonder is. Yeah. that That's when you start doing things that you know humanly are impossible and, 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 and miraculous things begin to take place. Why? Because you're willing to live that kind of an abandoned life. The objective of Isaiah 43 is a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, friends... A road in the wilderness. Two things come to my mind about that. One, a road. Well, well, friends, you just don't wake up one morning and, you know, you've got an itch, you want to scratch, and you say, dump four truckloads of asphalt right on me front lawn. I want to build a road. Where are you going to build it to? I haven't a clue. Just got this itch. I want to build a road. Now, that never happens you never build a road unless you've got somewhere to go. And so, so when he says, I'll make a road in the wilderness, what is he saying? He's saying, I'm going to give you a destination. I'm going to give you somewhere that so compels you that you have to find a road to get there. You see, the road speaks about the strategy of heaven. When God says, I'll give you a road to reach a destination, he means he'll give you strategies of heaven that will take you to the destination of his purpose. And notice that it's in the wilderness, and that stumbled me initially. I thought, why would anybody want to go to the wilderness in the first place? That's because I misunderstood the word. It's the Hebrew word midbar. And here's, let me give you the actual Hebrew translation. Midbar a vast open field where cattle are driven or large tracts of virgin open land and pasture land so so it's got nothing to do with dryness this word in the hebrew's got nothing to do with dryness at all It's talking about uh, suddenly discovering virgin territory that's so filled with pasture land when when the hebrew's had their uh, goat herders or the uh, sheep herders or the cattle herders the, they, they bring this word midbar if they discovered, if in their travel they discovered this suddenness open and, and they looked around and they thought, wow, this is this beautiful grass, it's lush, and it's, this is out of keeping, this is gorgeous. Uh, the word midbar would come in. It's an undiscovered wilderness of potential. And, 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 and it's not a dryness at all. And when the Americans uh, went from, the settlers went from the East Coast to the West Coast and they covered wagons in the early days, some of them wrote in their journal, We came over the top of the brow of this Hill and suddenly there before us was this untamed wilderness. It was incredible. And, and what it really indicates is cattle drovers finding something so amazing that there's so much food there for the cattle that settlers will soon follow after them and settle there. That's what's contained in this word. And so the two key words that I looked all of this up in the Hebrew dictionaries and stuff, those two key words in this word wilderness is discover and pioneer. Pioneering and discovering. And this is something that Father has in the heart of this church over the next 12 months. I can tell you now, it's going to be a time of discovery. But it's going to be a time of discovering the strategies of heaven and pioneering something fresh. I'd i I'm, I'll go out in the thin ice. I know what they do with prophets whose words don't come to pass. It's pretty ugly. You stone them in the car park. But. I'll go out on a limb, and I'll say, in the next 12 months, God is going to show into your hearts, into the hearts of your leadership, divine intents that is going to pioneer and open up completely virgin new territory. Okay. Um, And so, moving on. Some of you might say, well, that's awesome, um, but actually I have been in a desert, a real desert. Well, I know how that feels, believe it or not. I've suffered burnout twice in my 51 years. I've been uh, two years ago. I was in and out of hospital four times. I I, I know what the word means. And sometimes we are uh, feeling like we're in a desert place or a dry place. But friends, I have also found that it is in those times that we discover something about Father's heart and Father's intention that we would never have discovered any other way. And friends, we need to change what we think about the desert. And if you've been through one, I want to correct your perception of what you've just been through. Because if your perception of yesterday is not right, your perception of tomorrow won't be right either. And so you have got to settle that. Let me tell you something about the desert, biblically. Moses, arguably the greatest leader of mankind the world had ever seen, but where did he get his commission? In the desert. John the Baptist came preaching a whole new day for mankind, but where? In the desert. Jesus came, and a lot of people think that he gained his authority on the cross. That is not true. That's not true at all. He actually gained it in the desert. You see, when he wrestled those 40 days and 40 nights with the devil and beat him, and he then took the planet out of his hands after 4,000 years of satanic rule, Jesus came, took the planet back, but he did it in the desert. He gained his authority in the desert and he executed it on the cross. And friends, don't fear the deserts. It's never why, Lord. It's what, Lord. What are you trying to say to me? What are you trying to communicate? Because I'm always constantly reminded that there's rivers in that desert if I'll go look for them. And our most amazing commissioning times of my life have been in deserts. One of the, I've got to be careful of time, but one of my books over here, An Incorruptible Heart, is uh, part of a course that, called uh, Leaders of Destiny which I've done all over the world uh, and pastors and apostolic leaders have said that has uh, helped them tremendously in their leadership areas and the uh, developing of younger emerging leaders and things of that nature and it's probably the most singularly the, the most effective thing God's ever given me to do as far as the teaching of the Word is concerned. But all of that material was birthed out of the hardest, hardest 18 months of my life. When we went through betrayal in our church, we were splitting of the church. I lost the building. I lost the Christian school I, that we had founded. We, I lost my home. And I'll tell you what, it was the darkest moments of my life. But... Because I refused to compromise the ground of my integrity. And I remember said to the Lord one day, what do I have to do to come out of this right way up? And he said, simple, just keep your intimacy with me and your integrity with people and I will write the next chapter. And friends, that the, the, what had become a um, time of pain. What was a time of incredible pain became a well of life and healing and understanding for generations afterwards. Friends, surrender your pain. Let Father redeem it and make it a well of life. Because he can. He can do that. I've got to come to a close in just a few minutes. but um, Song of Solomon chapter 2. Verses 10 to 3. Sorry, 10 to 13. Song of Solomon 2 10 to 13. My beloved spoke to me. Said, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past. It's past. It's gone. The rain's over. It's gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the voice of the turtle dove is heard in the land, and the fig tree puts forth her green figs, and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. And friends, four things leap out of that. Number one, the winter is over. The winter's over. Let it go, let it go, let it go. You've entered a season when you are supposed to be anticipating the joy of the Lord and the springtime and all of the life that spring brings with it. It says, number two, the flowers appear. In the Hebrew, the uh, phrase says, a blossom emerges in its brilliance. I love that. It's, it's a, like a wow factor. It's like color and light and vitality and growth. And this is a season, this is the era God wants to bring you into, not just together as a church, but as an individual. Then number three says the voice of the turtle dove is heard again in the land. I love that. Because the turtle dove from Genesis to Revelation always speaks about the Holy Spirit. Always talks about the Holy Spirit. And so what is he saying? He's saying the oh the voice of the Holy Spirit is heard again in the land. What's that? Well, it's new dreams. It's revelation, it's insight. Friends, if I had another hour, I, I would just talk to you about the the indestructible nature of one word from God. You know, if Holy Spirit whispers in your heart, and you know, and you know that you know, and you know that you know that God has just burst something inside of you. I'm telling you, it's indestructible. It doesn't have to be logical. It doesn't have to. Re- Do you know what? Pastor John, I've just said that about five times. There's got to be a reason. It's not logical. And it's not reasonable. And and I feel something gonna birth over the next twelve months where those two words are gonna creep into the conversations on occasions. But it doesn't have to be logical. It doesn't have to be reasonable. The most wonderful things I've ever seen on this planet have been birthed out of something completely unreasonable. I've got to work towards the eventual possibility of a probable close. The fig tree speaks about nourishment, strength, vitality. It's all there for you. Tender new grapes, giving off a sweet-smelling aroma. Well, what's that? Oh, it's the anointing of the Spirit of God coming upon people who've been battle-weary and fatigued and anointing them with fresh oil and fresh grapes. There's a freshness, there's a vitality. Friends, let me tell you, I'm speaking to some people here. Going through the fire, listen to me, going through the fire does not honor God. Going through the fire and not smelling of smoke honours God. Going through the fire and coming out the other side smelling sweet and and uncompromised with a beautiful heart. Oh, that causes angels to sing. Friends, I'm going to wind it up, but I just want you to Get in your hearts a little element of what I'm feeling this morning. You need to position yourself with a great deal of anticipation and expectation. The next 12 months, God wants to birth some seeds of a new era, not only in the church collective, but in you. And I wonder how many here in your heart of hearts, maybe for your marriage or maybe for your business or vocation or your personal life or whatever it is, But you're willing to let go, unconditionally surrender, let go of the limitations of yesterday. And you're unconditionally going to make yourself available. Father, whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to be, I trust you, Father. I'm not just your servant, I'm your son. Oh, I hope you get that. You're not like a daughter to him, you are his daughter. You're not like a son. You are his son. The Bible says you're begotten of his seed. You can trust him. All of those of you here today that feel that you want to reach out and be available for the birthing of that new era in your own life. Why don't you stand right now? let's take our hearts remember that blank sheet of paper just say father no conditions I'm not laying the framework and saying you paint within the lines father I'm just saying whatever you want whatever you want whatever you want oh father whatever you want and if it's utterly impossible well that's just a declaration that you want to do it miraculously, Father, I'm not going to pull back onto reasonable soil Father, I take every heart to you right now why don't we raise our hands in an act not only of worship, but surrender here am I Lord, here am I Lord, no conditions here am I Lord thanks again for joining us if you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at InspireChurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.